Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, there was a, an air of relief around the place after... The Cambridge's decision. win at Leighton Orient. Cambridge win, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and other matters. Yeah. Uh, we discussed those, both of those things, um, in probably more detail than we should have done. Um, Jim White joined us <laughs> He was well. on great form. Not that one, not Jim White uh, of TalkSport fame, but the uh, journalist. He was quite an angry Manchester United fan today. Um, we heard Max at his Cambridge game. We heard Charlie Baker being talked about by the Torquay manager. It was a bit of a talk sport loving. And um, we chatted to Dorchester town crier Alistair Chisholm, mm. who is in the... He's the 10 times winner of the British Championship. But this year's going to be different, uh, as he explained. So uh, that's pretty much it. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And I am still alive. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, because obviously I went to... Well, this uh, was all unfolding while you were watching Cambridge United from a bloke's balcony in Leighton. Absolutely right. And I, so I sort of didn't... I was kind of across it. Someone went, Ed Woodward's resigned. I was like, you're not serious. I mean, this can't be what's happening now. Mm. And then people were dropping out of the, the ESL. But I was watching a football match. And yeah, uh, lucky I, It hasn't been said before, but... I really got the feeling while I was there that football is nothing without fans. Is the feeling I got, and it's strange that no one's mentioned that in the last sort of year. No, year I'd never really thought no, about it. The no, football is nothing without they fans. They matter. It turns out fans matter. Mm. And actually, like I'm being facetious, obviously, but but I did get slightly emotional at times yeah. during this. And on the way home, I, I alcohol had been taken. Paul, mm, I mean, yeah, by the yeah. time I sort of staggered into cry, my house, did you? I didn't quite cry, but I did think. On this evening where, you know, these billionaires are floundering and mm. and, and the, the sort of murky stories of all this wealth in football, mm. of which, you know, we are a part, you know, we're, not, you know we're, sort of, we're part of the food chain, not very high up it, but we are in it. The thing, what a really nice, this evening was just the benevolent, the kindness of strangers, someone yeah. I didn't know, who knew that I was a Cambridge United fan, who... Happened to live, and I just have a tiny balcony. They like were Northampton fans. They were football fans. Yeah, he's a Northampton yeah. fan, <clears throat> and um, his cousin's a used fan. So his cousin right. came down, <clears throat> and then I took two mates because I wanted to outnumber them just in case they were psychopathic killers, and they, they weren't. <laughs> and that feeling, right? And it's been so long, but and obviously I've seen us score goals on iFollow, <clears throat> but when you score a goal, it is. 
most people listening know what it's like. Yeah. But is it? But they haven't experienced it for so long. And that release, that sort of release of total joy. I don't know if we have it. Do we have that? Or we not? Got, I think we've got a bit. We've, we've had, had to. We've so had this to, is. We, we have, have to bleep, bleep out. It. I do apologise. Yeah. I swore this is at one one. Yeah. We, we have a corner, and someone will tell me off for filming a bit of the game. I don't film a lot of the game. But yeah, I thought we got sued. Yeah, by the A disappointing moment. Yeah. So this was. This was the this was the moment where they can only it, sue you for ten pounds. Okay. That's the way it works. It's, it's in there. Yeah, it's one all, yeah. and the U's have a corner, and the ball is not in the quadrant. But I hope they won't replay the game because of that. It's interesting, your voice, your your I fan voice is... Uh, is <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> 60-year-old woman on the bingo. <laughs> I was really surprised by how high-pitched it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really heard it, because yeah. normally, even in a Cambridge crowd, there's more than three of you, Do you right? do any other bird impressions? <laughs> That's very good, exactly. Cormorant, after two, <laughs> cormorant. Yeah. yeah. It's very good, that. Wasn't it nasal? Yeah. Um, but that was the release. That is the noise I that's make. That's noise you make. That's easy. Let's not give that too much no, thought. No, no, no. So, <laughs> a couple uh, of really interesting things about yeah. that before I move on. Mm. One is um, the, the Cambridge players, they had to get changed, obviously, upstairs, and then they had to all go... Not in the flat you were in. No, not in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight-knit thing. Yeah, yeah. No, they had to go upstairs in the, the main stand, and yeah. then they had to go down in twos in their towels to have a shower. Twos so in their to... towels? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was very funny. And years ago, the guy who lived in this flat they don't before, show that on iPhone no, they do don't know you get cut off at the, the yeah. exciting moment the guy in front of um, the, the guy who used to live in this flat got in trouble because he used to he got a massive sound system I don't know yeah. if you covered this story and every time Leighton Orient came on the pitch he'd blare out the Champions League theme which is absolutely amazing <laughs> trolling isn't yeah, it well done and the people who live there don't get any sleep because they put those floodlights, you know, the pitch to light on oh, the pitch yeah, at yeah, night. Yeah. It's like living in the North Pole in the summer. Right. <laughs> 24-hour light. But oh, it was a wonderful time. Brilliant, yeah. So yeah. they were fantastic. I mean, I think we all look forward to getting back uh, to games. Um, we are looking a couple of things we're looking for this afternoon. Things that lasted longer than the ESL. Mm. Uh, even Big Sam lasted longer as England manager than the ESL, says John the Spurs fan. Um, Jude says, my lip got sunburned on Friday in a beer garden. It's still hanging around today. It's lasted longer and burns brighter yeah. than the ESL, <laughs> he says. Uh, the new Leeds United badge, said Josh, the Leeds fan, lasted longer than the ESL. Just some of the things that lasted longer than the ESL. You can add to the list, and great climb downs for obvious reasons. We're looking for tales of great climb downs you have made or people have had to make to you. Yeah. Uh, let us, yeah. I mean, it's a very good one. Tottenham's title hopes under Mourinho, or indeed Tottenham's title hopes under most managers yeah. over the years, uh, have lasted longer than the ESL. Well, I say that. Paul says, I built a snowman with the kids, which slowly disintegrated into a puddle, but took three whole days. Wow. Quite the analogy there, but longer oh, than the ESL. Yeah. Well, look. He said, I didn't issue the kids a mealy mouthed apology afterwards. Juventus have sort of said, we can't see it happening uh, um, in its current form in the last 10, 15 minutes, but they haven't officially pulled no, out. No. So, as far as we're concerned, there are three teams left in the European Super League. There's Barcelona, Real Madrid 
and Juventus. Mm -hmm. So we have taken the the ESL shilling and we are going to conduct the draw. Uh, They've decided really a league format won't really work, so they're going to go knockout with this. Yeah, absolutely right. So um, I've got the hat. I'll give. I'll put the uh, numbers. We, we in bring the, you. Uh, we bring you the draw now. Yeah. And so the numbers. Just the numbers. Yeah, we needed some music, yeah, and, and yeah. of course we couldn't play. We couldn't play the Champions League theme, so we thought we'd stick with this. So yeah. number one, Barcelona. These are the numbers to look out oh, for. Yeah, these look out teams. Maybe take them down with if you have a pen and paper. Yeah, you? number yeah. one, Barcelona. Number two, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Number three, Juventus. Okay, They're the ones uh, to look out for. Could be the best league in the world, this, isn't it? Can so, we like, have the draw, please, yeah. for the... Graham's here. Can we have the draw for the ESL? All right, I'm, te- I'm Burt Millerchip. This is exciting. Are you really? Okay, great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Give him a swirl around. Give him a swirl. They're in the hat. Um, okay. Number three. Juventus will play. Number one. Barcelona. That's a good game, isn't it? That's a really great game. I mean, you think about it. It's All these matches are great sides against each other, aren't they? That's what makes this the best league in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go, then. Number two. And that concludes the draw for the uh, ESL Knockout Championship. Who was number two? Uh, it was Real Madrid. Right, OK. Yeah, exactly. Who was number two? <laughs> Have a guess. Um, so we, they've got a bye, They've I got guess. a bye. They've got, wow. So there we are. Huge, just, to, just to recap. Huge games. Barcelona-Juventus mm-hmm. uh, and then Real Madrid. Yes. So um, interestingly, that's what came out in rehearsal as well. It, it, it would have thought strange, it. yeah. Mm. I mean, if you're doing that, it probably would do most of it. So brilliant. Um, there we are. There's the draw. And uh, thanks very much for the money. We also discovered um, from Martin Ziegler, one of the people who broke this whole story for the Times at the weekend. We spoke to Mark Bukowski yesterday about the the very poor PR. There was a PR company doing the PR, <laughs> a very professional <laughs> outfit as well. Um, Man, that's not good for their business, is it? <laughs> uh, Remember yeah, that testimonial? We were we were behind the ESL. Yeah, they yeah, had a huge. It. I mean, I think they'll be taking that off the masthead, won't they? Taking that off the website very quickly. So there we are. Um, I've even forgotten what the draw was. Was it uh, Juventus Barcelona? Uh, that's one game, and the other game's just Real Madrid. Mm. So uh, there we are, 72 hours later. When will the games speed, be played? As um, soon as is practicable. As soon as is mm. practicable. That's, I think that's what they said on the website. Yeah, From um, big hitters of world football to laughing stock in less than three days. Uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. Um, get in touch this afternoon. Uh, Craig's right. An Allen Brazil lunch lasts longer than the ESL. Yeah, by some distance. So Actually, Jer- some of them says, last longer than the Premier yeah. League season. <laughs> Jeremy says <clears throat> Max's winning streak on the birthday spread lasted long. Oh, yeah. It did, didn't it? <laughs> it did. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now, because one of the maybe surprises last night, one of the big seismic events was the resignation of uh, Ed Woodward at Manchester United. Uh, we've subsequently discovered he was probably going to leave at the end of the year anyway. So I don't know how symbolic it was. Jim White is a Manchester United fan and journalist, of course, uh, writing in the Telegraph today. Good afternoon, Jim. Paul, you've, you've interrupted my morning, uh, Ed. <laughs> Ed Woodward has gone, and you know, a nation. And I think I think I speak for a nation when I say we will never see his like again. No, uh, this is this is one of the greats of sports administration <laughs> cast aside. Um, and you know, my heart is is riven asunder by it. How will you get the next noodle partner, Jim? The next, you know. <laughs> The next tire associate, you know, I, I get. I, presumably, the reason he went was because Spurs got Dulux before he had the chance. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Mm. That, that, that's that's the, the. I think in the in the league table of gets, <laughs> Dulux is Champions League qualifiers. But actually, when you talk about that, uh, uh, there, Max. I mean, interestingly, um, Edward Wood was boasting um, uh, last month that um, Manchester United had signed the biggest shirt sponsorship deal of all time uh, with a new spurt, uh, shirt sponsor. Now, presumably during those negotiations, um, the shirt sponsor thought that their shirt was going to be exposed on uh, Champions League next year. And, and Edward would have said, yeah, of course, we're going to qualify for Champions League. Yeah, we'll be in Champions League. We'll, we'll give you extra if we're in the Champions League. Knowing full well that he was trying to pull out of it. So, you know, even the Far Eastern tractor company could not rely, hmm. partner could not rely <laughs> on, on Ed Woodward. The guy is a liar. And there's no, you know, it, 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 he was described by the head of UEFA who would take, would know one when he saw one, uh, described him as a snake. I mean, it's absolutely preposterous that this man, you know, he should not, there should be a total exclusion zone put around football, not allowing him within 30 miles of a football ground from now on. The, the man is preposterous. And, you know, everything he has touched has turned to dust. So he was the architect of uh, Project Big, Big Picture that lasted uh, 72 hours. He was the architect of, of, of uh, the European Super League that lasted 48 hours. You, know, you, were, you, were, you were talking to the, Sam Allardyce there, and he was saying, oh, I'm a bit worried that you know, it might happen again if we're not careful. It can't happen again because Ed Woodward has screwed it up so badly that they have no power anymore, these big clubs. You know, the, the big thing that they would always say in the Premier League is, give us what we want or we'll walk away. Edward would have shown that they were so incompetent that they couldn't walk away. They can't walk away now because they couldn't organise, well, 
I'll let you insert yeah. your joke there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask you what you think his legacy will be, but I think we've kind of covered that. We've covered that, I was just really. thinking, if he's not allowed 30 miles, within 30 miles of a yeah. stadium, he can't even get the train from London to Manchester because it goes quite near Stokes ground, doesn't he? He's going to have to get out. Yeah, he won't like that. He won't be able to pass the, through. Oh, it does. It passes right underneath it. No, sorry, mate. You can't go yeah. near it. <laughs> Whoever comes in next will be another Glazer appointment. So, I mean, it's not going to be Francis of Assisi, is it? I mean, he's going to be a man cut from very similar cloth. So, I don't think from a Manchester United point of view... I'm hearing Francis of Assisi <laughs> just in negotiations. He's, this man from Assisi, <laughs> let's find out. Yeah, we won't do that now. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's going yeah, to be a similar character. He won Serie B last year, I think. I think, yeah, I think he did, yeah. He's, he's got a Scott CC into Serie A. <laughs> oh, talking of which, there is a wonderful quote from Agnelli that you've probably seen um, when he was he talked about the demise of the Super League and how underhand it had all been. And he said, I don't think our industry is a particularly sincere, trustworthy or a reliable one in general. I mean, what a yeah. thing to say. Yeah, say he, he'd met Ed Woodward, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's staggering, isn't it? To say, you did a bad thing. Yeah, no, I'm a bad man. Man, I know, but this is a bad world. This is a bad. In- I'm a bad man. He seems to be reveling, reveling in the fact he's in this terrible, duplicitous industry, and he's not apologetic for it. It's a dirty world. I'm a dirty what man. What I've loved about this, what I've loved about this past week, apart from seeing Max Ruston in an Airbnb uh, yeah. exposed all over, what I've loved about this past week is these people have ex- exposed themselves as the most incompetent people around. They're meant to be, you know, the masters of business, right? But no business of any sense would try and put through a change as big as this in their business practice without taking the staff with them. But no, they kept it absolutely quiet through their senior executives under a bus. You know, poor old Jurgen Klopp has to face the media with no, absolutely no idea what he could say, where he could go, go with it. I mean, it is beyond belief how bad it's been. There's a lovely tweet I saw that had a picture of Bob Mortimer on Would I Lie to You? Uh, coming out with the line, I once created a European Super League but messed up the launch so badly it collapsed within two days after yeah. 12 teams withdrew from it. They should have got Train Guy to do <laughs> a Train Guy to do the negotiations. David Mitchell it? saying, tell yeah. us a bit more about this. Does anyone else think with all these billionaires who are so incompetent but are still incredibly successful and wealthy, does that just mean we're even less competent. Do you yeah. know, why are we puts, not? Puts so, us why are we not? Why are we it? not all billionaires? That's all I want to know. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's a limited league table, and we're at the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Apparently, Jim, uh, the, the, the reports from the Premier League uh, meeting yesterday of all the big wigs was that uh, it was reported back that Daniel Levy was shaken by what had happened. He said, "This is not what he wanted or expected. Uh, this all grew from a feeling that UEFA simply doesn't listen to us as a league, and the big clubs deserve more respect and more money." I'm thinking, hang on, we, we can't beat Fulham. <laughs> I mean, the arrogance, I know it's my club and my chairman, uh, it, you know, but still, the arrogance to say, we're the big club, we deserve more money. In a, in a league, that has, the, the effectiveness and the wealth of it has been built on the fact that, you know, you've got the 20 shareholders and it, it's worked in that way. I mean, I, I, it's quite staggering, You have to beat really. Newcastle at least once a season yeah, to be able exactly. to say that. Yes, um, I, I quite liked uh, um, uh, Tottenham's apology as well, which was magnificent. We apologise if anyone was offended by yeah. that. You know, that's that's scripted by the Conservative Party, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's <laughs> quite the most extraordinary, pathetic non-apology I've heard. Yeah. And and then you know, uh, Henry, um, John Henry, who. 
over the past, uh, over the time of his thing, tried to uh, instigate, institute a £77 minimum uh, ticket price at Anfield, um, tried to get furlough uh, for his um, uh, staff uh, during the pandemic, um, joined Project Big Picture, then joined the European Super League, then having the nerve to go on and say, oh, I'm sorry, we misjudged the, what the fans' feelings are. Have you got... Are you completely cloth-eared, man? Have you not had any sense of what the fans have said to you over the past five or six massive missteps that you've taken? I mean, I just find these people quite extraordinary. But... I, I, I come back to what you said, Paul. Unfortunately, they're still there. That's the real thing. Mm. Yeah, there'll be one or two resignations of, of executives, you know, uh, the, the magnificent Woodward disappearing off into the sunset. But the, 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 the owners are still there. And their um, appalling lack of understanding of what football means to its customers will still be in place. That's the disappointment. Yeah, and that term... I'd have loved it if they'd mm. have all gone. It would, Yeah, it, there's no chance of that, sadly. That term legacy fans is now out there. With those, those of us that go to games uh, are legacy fans, or, or mugs, as I think I believe the club <laughs> the club call us in private when they write it on a whiteboard. <laughs> mugs tattooed on our foreheads. Um, Didn't John Henry try and trademark the, the name Liverpool? Without exactly. noticing that it was, a, it was a city. It is yeah. a city. It is. <laughs> what a Liverpool yeah. station do. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, anyway. It's not easy. Hey, anyway. Jim, we could rail for hours. I would give Ed you a standing Wood, ovation for Ed that, Wood Jim. Wood's I been enjoyed in touch. it tremendously. He sends his love. <laughs> and uh, he's promised not to get within 30 miles of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I will be. No, thank you, Jim. Good man, Cheers, Jim. Mate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. On embarrassing climb downs. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, difficult subject. If you've ever had to, if you've ever had an embarrassing climb down of any type, yeah. uh, friends of the show, Wollaston Village FC, mm. said uh, bizarrely on a team night out, one of our players challenged our manager to a climbing race to the top of a tree in the beer garden. Yeah. Off he raced upwards while our manager stayed put on his bench drinking his beer as he would literally an embarrassing climb down. That's oh, very, very, that, that is very, very kind of you. That is very um, literal. Well, the idea, says, also, the idea of someone like Tyrick Mitchell uh, uh, challenging Roy Hodgson <laughs> to a tree climbing competition at training is rather interesting. Isn't it? Well, I, I would. Watch Roy it. might be well, you know. Roy might be amazing. <laughs> he may be, he may just fly up there. Him and Ray. Be great, it's like isn't free it? solo with Roy Hodgson. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next brilliant. show. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing Yosemite next year, of course. El Capitan. I, mean, I would. Yeah. If I, Roy, well, no, if you're listening. Me and please, Ray are doing El Capitan <laughs> next week. use ropes. Yeah. Roy Hodgson and Ray Lewington sleeping it's in a, those swinging oh, tents you know, on the a, north it's wall. A, it's a free climb, you know. It's a free climb from my point of view. Uh, on embarrassing climb downs, oh, Emma yeah. says, driving through France, my wife said, look at that giraffe in that field. An argument ensued. You did not see a giraffe. I swear I did. Don't make me turn this car around. I saw a giraffe. I turned the car around. I drove back to the field. There was a giraffe in the field. Ah. So there we are. Was did, we, did, did we ever wonder? Did we find out how it got there or what? No, we don't have any. Uh, it was home to a circus that was usually travelling. There we are, apparently. To oh, okay. That's the giraffe. Well, we did, we well, that is quite the, I, I quite like that as an embarrassing yeah. climb down. The time I refused to believe there was a giraffe in <laughs> yeah. a field. Have you, that was the sort of thing you'd normally send out as question for radio. Have you ever refused to believe there was a giraffe well, in a field? There was a question for radio that we uh, thought was quite niche this morning that yeah. Will is working on. The 
the show. He's, mm. a, he's a Chelsea fan. He is. He's from, he went. He went there last night to protest on did. all of his fellow Chelsea fans. But he's from. He's from the Midlands. He's he is from, from Stratford upon Avon. Yeah. He's, and and he was asked in the playground, aged six, yeah. if he was an Aston Villa fan. Yeah. Not a question I was asked in Central Cambridge. Are oh, you an Aston Villa fan? Mm. And he didn't know that Aston Villa were. Was a football team he thought was an animal. Yeah, and he and he only found out from his then girlfriend. Six so years old. He, was he had six a girlfriend. Years old. So the he had question no for knowledge of Midlands football <laughs> yeah. teams. Like the question but for he had radio, a girlfriend the, on the go. The at question six. at six. Start them early in the Midlands. Yeah. But the question for radio, which is niche, is: yeah. Did you have a girlfriend or boyfriend before you knew Aston Villa was a football team? <laughs> we haven't that's, put it out yet. That's but, incredibly you know, niche. While we wait for the uh, author of EU Sports Law and Breakaway Leagues. Uh, that's the question. Did you know Aston Villa was a football team before or after uh, you had your first encounter with love? Do you just have a yes or no <laughs> yes, poll? We'll do, Is I'll that do what a you poll want? on Twitter and we'll see how, we'll see how that gets We're on. asking about some of the things that lasted longer than the European Super League. Uh, milk in my fridge has lasted longer than mm. European Super League, said Robin Colwyn Bay. Mike Parry's coughing fit after the cinnamon challenge lasted longer. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Tom Draws yeah. Things says, I had a girlfriend before I knew Villa were a team. At four years old, my best friend Jenny told me I was her boyfriend. I burst into tears and ran away. Later that year, my dad bought me a Premier League sticker book and I read about Villa. So there we are. Wow. Currently 100% of people <laughs> really had a partner quite, before her turning of Aston Villa. Quite, quite <laughs> You're the, not alone, Will. Quite the thread, isn't it? <laughs> it just strikes me that when those, um, those big hitters from the, the six rebel clubs go back into a Premier League meeting what will it be like will it be the law of the play- playground so I don't know you've, you've suddenly got um, um, Daniel Levy goes to sit down and someone says that's Steve Parrish's seat mate well I've always now Steve sits there now so then he goes to move and he says that's Christian's seat oh. mate that's where Christian somebody's sitting there John Henry goes over to yeah. the water cooler and says oh, line of duty was good last night everyone just walks away nothing slowly. nothing that'd be great wasn't it yeah can I sit no it's Paul Barber's seat yeah. mate better go and sit somewhere go and sit over there go and sit in the little outlier section go and sit there but it's not going to happen, is it? I think because they all they all need each other. Ultimately, we all um, need each other. Their wings Paul, have been cold. We? we all do. We do. Everybody yeah. needs somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And I've written a song about that. Okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. It was a bit of a. Uh, Break from all the ESL madness. Um, we're well, going. I mean, I would call it more important breaking news. To be honest. Kind yeah. of, yeah. because it's a, it's something we've touched on in the past. It's town crying, the mm-hmm. art of being a town crier. And uh, this year's uh, national championships are going to be slightly different because of uh, COVID protocols. There will be no crying. Um, there will j- basically uh, cries will be written down, no more than 140 words. Um, obviously, kicking off with the traditional oh yay, oh yay, because you know you can't have a town cry without that. Well, um, so I wonder, how Alistair Chisholm feels. He's a ten-time winner and the current champion, and finds himself mute this year. Um, Alistair, good afternoon. Well, I, I'm I'm muted, so I, I can't speak. No, that's right. is... Really, I mean, this is radio. So if we did ask you to write this down, we are going to ask you to write down your cry later. Do you have your bell with you currently, or not? I do have my bell. Well, okay. I think are we're you allowed, allowed to be allowed to ring the bell. Are you allowed to ring the bell? Uh, well, I'm, I'm allowed to ring the bell because yeah. I'm not actually out in a public space. No, that's true. Um, I just have to. I have a, a, a squash. You talk sports, so you know about squash balls. Um, mm. I've never played squash successfully. Uh, but a squash ball makes a very good silencer on the bell. Um, ah, wonderful. Put it, put, it, 
put it on the end of the clangor, as it were. Anyway, <laughs> did you want a bit of old? <laughs> oh, you didn't. Well, oh. I, well, well, Alistair, I, I had a... Oh, that's lovely. I had a, I had a question. Nice I had a about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Have you got homes to go <laughs> to? My, you, my question, Alistair, is: is some <laughs> some people? I mean, some town crying purists, I imagine, would suggest that not being able to make any noise would affect the competition. I'm sure. I'm sure it it would. And this is a, clearly a one-off. Um, and it, it's really a choice between you know not being able to do the thing properly and doing nothing at all. And as a plan B, um, I think this is a really rather a clever idea that Carol Williams came up with uh, from the Royal Company. And she says, well, she recognises, as do most criers, that your ability to, to give a cry uh, is important uh, or is based on uh, the, the, the way it's written. In the same way that I imagine, um, although you're consummate professionals, I mean, every now and again, there is a bit of script. If that script mm. is well written, then it's really quite easy to read. Um, if it's not well written, it's a bit of a struggle. And the same goes for town crying. Uh, you can have the loudest, clearest voice in the world, but if what you're being asked to read is badly written, it's really difficult to uh, to do it justice. So the writing part is important, um, and indeed there have been and will continue to be competitions uh, which very often have a prize for the best content of the cry. Right. Um, and this might be written by somebody who's never going to win a town crying competition, but who is very good at putting together 100, 140 words on the subject you're given to, you know, to, to write on. So they give, you, they give you a topic. Is that the way it works? Now? So they give you a specific that, topic to write about. That's right. And it ranges from the sublime to the ridiculous. This particular competition uh, had as its subject nature and the environment. Oh. Um, and I, I must I rather uh, misunderstood that because we're raising money for, for a very worthwhile charity called Shout, which uh, helps people with uh, mental health problems. Um, and I, I rather combined the mental health side with the nature and environment. So uh, whilst I know I'm lucky enough to have got through to the last 10, it may well be that the judges say, well, actually, this isn't all about just the environment and nature, which was the subject we were given. And, you know, they might say, well, we can't, he can't win that because he's got involved in, in issues of mental health and so on. Although, of course, there is a link. Yeah, you yeah. know and I know mm. uh, that if you can get out into the open air and thousands of people have discovered that during lockdown. Absolutely. How much better you feel for, you know, for having been outside and looked at the trees and heard the birds and all the rest of it. It does um, assist you in all sorts of ways, and in particular, obviously, if you, ha if you have some mental health issues. So there you yeah. go. That's, that's on, I, I think it's a fine plan. Yeah. He, and, um, uh, will, you, um, will you still wear all the traditional costume, even though you're sitting there with a pen and pencil writing it down and you won't be able to... Will you still wear the uh, gear? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, not necessarily all of it. I may not put on my buckled shoes, but I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to get any inspiration at all if I don't have my tricorn hat on. I mean, that's where it all comes from, really, doesn't it? Mm. So keep your head warm with a tricorn and you can write, you know, like Shakespeare. Well, mm. no, that's probably going a bit far. Um, I do write my cries in rhyme because it, it amuses me. It's a challenge sometimes mm. when you have difficult words. Um, and I think it makes it more enjoyable to listen to. And at the end of the day, when mm. you are crying, you ought to think not only of being able to reach the person right at the back of the crowd, um, but you want them to enjoy it. So, and that stems from the way you write it in the first place. So, yeah, writing is important, and I think it's a jolly good way of uh, being able to do something as opposed to nothing. 
Um, Alistair, Alistair, we've got a question from Liam. So can you ask, uh, Alistair, if oh, the reports are true that six town criers have broken off into their own crying super league? Yeah. Or, or is the world of town crying very much together? I didn't realise that, that news was, uh, had, had escaped. Right. From the, okay. From the secret <laughs> You're cloud. one of the six, Alistair. Yeah. Oh, I am one of the six. He'd have to we be. Have meeting, well, we thought He'd be the Manchester United of it, wouldn't we? They thought it was in secret, no, but no, they're no, all so we loud. Are, no, we they are, are hear absolutely them. super criers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and no, this is absolutely true. I did, I'm going to have to speak to my colleagues. How did that get out? <laughs> I knew it was... I knew it was wrong to bring our personal assistants with us to the meeting. Oh well, Alison, um, we're out of time. No. It's lovely to talk to you. We will. Uh, we we wish you well in this year's tournament, and it's for a great cause, as you say. And thanks for joining us today. Uh, nice to meet you both, Paul and Max. You stay well, and you both have the potential, incidentally, to be town criers. Oh, I stop it! That. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh, fantastic! You've got a, you've got a you've if got a beautiful you fail voice. In every other sport. You yes. can always try town crime. We will. Are we, it all goes are, we, are we finishing um, with Alistair's well, I, I, I bell? Mean, it, do, you want, do you want to give us a, a little bit of bell work there, Alistair, before we leave? A little bit of bell work. And, there we are. Oh, all right. And maybe just at the start of the home cry about Dorchester. Here we go. Dorchester, an ancient place with Stone Age wooden henge, stands beside the River Froome a hundred miles from Penge. We've Celtic Maiden Castle when the Romans came, who built fine Dernavaria, much of which remains, through pestilence, fire, war and striving, to dreaded Judge Jeffries and his bloody assizing. The troll puddle martyrs long owed their pardons, still haunt the court, the walks, the gardens. Ooh. And so on and so forth. Oh, God beautiful! Save the lovely, queen. Lovely. God save the queen. Oh, yay! Fantastic! Thank you. Thank uh, you, Alistair. There we are. There's uh, Alistair uh, Chisholm. A lot yeah. of people getting in touch asking if that is Rupert Bell. I must admit, yeah, at the yeah, start, Richie I was pretty Yorker. convinced. Is it Rupert? <laughs> is it Rupert Bell with his bell? Uh, it wasn't. No, it was uh, for real. The ten times winner, and soon to be a part of the breakaway European Cryer Super League. Alistair Chisholm. Stephen um, says town crying sounds like a medieval version of Twitter announcing information in public with a hundred and forty word limit. Yeah. It is basically the he didn't same. Say lol, didn't yeah, he? Anything didn't like that. the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ray's been in touch. What a good sport the town crier was. Saying you two had the potential to be a town crier. Obviously, he hadn't heard Max's high pitched goal celebration at Leighton Orient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knew that? Was the noise I made when when yeah. Cambridge scored. Maybe we can can we uh, reprise that? Can we actually play that? Um, because Max, we Max was watching Cambridge last night. He managed yeah. to some people kindly invited him to their flat that, that overlooks Brisbane Road. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was this is one all. Uh, we have a corner. Yeah, and this is the noise I make when Shiloh Tracy on loan from Spurs. Yeah, so good, sounds good like good a cowboy. Player. He does sound like a... Shiloh Tracy. Shiloh Tracy. Yeah. Anyway, this is the moment where his bullet header hit the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> Delia Smith, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, come on. What is that about? Come on. Can you confirm that this is my normal voice? Yeah. I don't like put on a deep voice for the show, no, do I? It's the same get, voice you get I have. Quite guttural and very high pitched. I don't, I don't know, know what it sounds like. If you want to, what did it sound like to you? What did it have the sound of? Did it sound like anything familiar? Uh, let us know. Talksport.com. Maybe, maybe you sound that. I mean, you don't know what you sound like when 
Spurs score a goal because normally there are people around no, you. No, so. yeah, I know. I'll have to get myself, when I get back to a stadium, I'll have to get myself recorded. Record yeah. Now, um, you got a mention in dispatches by the, the chairman last night. No, oh, the gaffer. Oh, the gaffer. Mark oh, good. Well, oh, that's he, nice. I mean, he could have named all the fans because they're only 11. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the biggest away, you know. Did he say it helped? Um, uh, did he? I think they, I think they said the, the players liked it, I think, yeah. because it was nice. I think when, when that goal went in, one of the one of Declan Drysdale, the centre-back, looked up at us and sort of gave us a wave. And the goal at the other end, the first goal, they went over to that corner where yeah. we were in like the executive box and then the, the guys who'd rented the Airbnb and they did it in October. Brilliant forward planning. To, to have the thought that Cambridge would be challenging for something <clears> at that game where they just wanted to see a game. But that yeah. was great. There were, there were loads of them in the other box. They went and celebrated with them and applauded them That's after lovely. the game. Yeah, it was really they give nice. you some applause. After the game, absolutely. That's and what was nice, Josh Coulson, who's a centre back for you. You normally get now. that as an away fan. Yeah. You go away where they come to you. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Coulson is, were, a, is a, a late Orient player, but he mm. played for Cambridge for ten years. Yeah. I did his I did his testimonial dinner. Oh, did you? I just saw him warming up down there. I had a nice chat with him. Just what over did you the do at his testimonial dinner? Well, I hosted the waiting thing. on. Well, oh, I did, did a bit of town crying actually. I did. You? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you do a sort of go up and do some funnies? No, no. Just hosted the thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Sell myself as a stand-up comedian, okay. Paul. May surprise you. Yeah. Are you now, saying I could? Maybe no, I, I think you could. Uh, mentions uh, in dispatches from the <laughs> Matt management. Says, was that at the moment you took your trousers up and picked up the chair. That was not me in that yeah, pub. It was. Thank That's, you. Because the music in that clip um, masks how Max sounds when he's dancing in that branch of spoons. James says, top draw celebration, Max. Perfectly pitched. That's how proper fans yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, I suppose we all do, don't we? Come we don't realise it. Come Avenue. Yeah, so um, Charlie Baker, I'll make Charlie yeah. Baker your worthy constituent of a Saturday. Mm-hmm. He um, He's also been mentioned in dispatches by uh, his beloved Gary Johnson, the manager of Torquay United, his team. Uh, they went along, him and uh, our pro- uh, producer, John Callaghan, went off to see Sutton Torquay, a, a guest of Tim Vine, mm-hmm. um, and basically abused the press box. It's another way of putting it. He, he, he fanned it up. No, he, he got behind the lads. And Gary, was. it was lovely to hear uh, Gary Johnson say this after the game. Listen to this. We know the stream is there, so we're aware of people watching us. Um, I mean, we even had... Charlie Baker there screaming and shouting at Sutton. <laughs> and uh, uh, which, so we had one supporter that sneaked in somehow, but I, I, he was obviously doing some form of media stuff. But um, I just know that, you know, if, if, we, if we had five, 6,000 Charlie Bakers, um, then what an atmosphere that, 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 would, that would be. Five, six thousand Charlie Bakers is an episode of Black Mirror, isn't it? <laughs> and one you wouldn't want to watch. It would be a lot of one-liners, <laughs> so I'm saying. It would be a lot of gags. It would be. Five to six. Every do ever you turn the corner and there he was again. What's that? It'd be great, so wouldn't being it? Being John Malkovich. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Philip Witness says, Max sounds like he's trapped his fingers in a mouse trap. That's it does. quite accurate. It does yeah. sound like you're in, it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. It's mm. ecstasy, isn't it? It's it just is that pure unadulterated, unadulterated yeah, that's it. joy. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, I saw a picture today of Tom Cruise. It said he was uh, taking a break from filming in the village of Leversham on the North Yorkshire Moors Railway. So I thought, what films? Is this this a kind of low-budget Yorkshire version of Mission Impossible (laughs) they're doing? Last of the Summer Wine, Impossible. Just the idea of him sort of jumping off of of one of these um, small-scale miniature railway things (laughs) just doing like 25 (laughs) mile an hour. because The model village. Just imagine. That effect alone costs four million quid. How much? You can imagine it, can't you? It's the like, Hovis bike. Just, uh, but the, like the Hovis bike, but really sort of souped up bike and that he's on. One of the 
locals saying, okay, having a pint in every pub on the Otley Run, then not falling asleep face first into your curry at one o'clock. That's Mission Impossible, mate. <laughs> Give that a go. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Yorkshire Mission Impossible. It sounds like a win. If you've seen him out and about filming uh, in the county of Yorkshire, I, do let us know I've what you've seen him doing. Just make pitch. it up, basically. Yeah. Make We've it got up. a few things to pitch there, haven't we? Yorkshire Mission Impossible. Yeah. And don't forget that in the last hour, the yeah. uh, the TV show that the National Geographic will be showing is Roy Hodgson and Ray Lewington attempting to, to climb the North Wall, right. hopefully with ropes. I, said, no, that, I just think it's really important for Roy and, and Ray to do it over time and with ropes, I, w- I would uh, uh, say that. So, Charlie Baker has been in touch, actually, yeah. but, but uh, more at uh, Ben Fletcher, our, our uh, newsreader, who is a who's a fan of Woking. Yes. And they were beaten last night by Torquay, and, and I can't well done, actually Torquay. use the words... Um, Charlie's not that flattering about Woking's performance last night. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He, he basically says they were quite poor, but not in so many well, words. I'll be quite polite well. about Leighton Orient. They were quite good, yeah. actually. They played quite well. It was quite a tight game. When we got a penalty, cause there was a Leighton Orient fan in the balcony below us, mm. and he yelled... Because obviously, you know, when the, the oppo's taking a penalty, lots of people are yelling, but you can't hear it directly but as Paul Mullen is running up to take the penalty just one bloke going miss oh that's <laughs> great <laughs> see they're the sort of things you can't hear when there's like 10 even exactly. 5,000 so people football is there. great is nothing without fans but actually it's better with a 8 few, to 10 fans, fans. Yeah. well you know <laughs> yeah. the way things are going at Tottenham we may get used to that really when there's 20,000 of us rattling around in a 60,000 seater stadium when Phil, he's when he's yeah. annoyed everybody <laughs> Phil in Belfast is right Max's celebration noises just need him saying it's goal it's goal and it's like Mark Saggers maybe it is maybe yeah. it's just a Cambridge United thing of course it Me could and be Saggers yeah. being the, you uh, and Saggers it's goal that's a great clip, that isn't it? Yes, I knew Villa were a football team before my first romance. Uh, this comes. This is a, a poll. Max has set up a poll. About seven hundred people have bothered replying. What was the question again? Had you heard of Aston Villa before your first? Or had you got a boyfriend or girlfriend before you'd heard of Aston Villa? Like yeah. Will, who works in production, had a girlfriend before he'd heard of Aston Villa. Thought Aston Villa was an animal. Became a Chelsea fan. <laughs> Rob he says, looked, I can see he's cringing. He really wished he'd not told. Well, you it's do realise it's a great you, story. If you tell him anything, yeah. it's basically fair game. It's on air. Yes. Poor, poor lad. I remember Simon Jordan after one show we did together where it was New Year's Eve. He said, "I got nowhere to go," and we did three hours of "Can Simon go to your party?" <laughs> he said, "I didn't want you to say that on air." But people were very. Did he go to any? I don't think he did. Rob said, I've just changed my Tinder profile to include Aston Villa Awareness. Thanks, Max. That should have them swiping right for once. Yes, it's Aston Villa Awareness Week for the under sixes. Fantastic. Especially for you and their, for them and their partners. I had a girlfriend before I knew Villa were a team. At four years old, my best friend Jenny. Oh, that was, was that the one there? Yeah, burst into yeah tears. I read this that was, one. Oh, this was, um, we just signed Ozzy and Ricky. The Spurs faithful decided it would be great to welcome the team out with ticker tape, South American style. We were very excited. Villa smashed us 4-1 at the lane. You remember it well. Uh, I think it was our first home game of the season. The headline in the paper the next day was Paper Tigers. Yeah, it was all a bit embarrassing, really. People ripping up old copies of newspapers on the way in. I remember that. Stuart says, I'm from the West Midlands, so it would have been weird had I not heard of Aston Villa before. Before I got my first girlfriend, but my first girlfriend did give me a Dion Dublin Cambridge United Pro Set card, though. Wow. Presumably, Stuart, that is enough for you to yeah. still be together. That's a keeper, it, mate. That is an that, absolute that is, keeper. Well, it's not a keeper; it's a striker. <laughs> Come centre half. <laughs> versatile, <laughs> Dion. He could have done a job in goal. He, he could. I'm, I'm ready. He could have done. I mind if you ever played in goal. Let's not bother uh, finding out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here we are. 
So uh, I wonder if from now on, whenever you do go back to Cambridge, people will be recording you. We'll see if the pitch changes. I'll be very self conscious next time I celebrate. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go deeper. <laughs> Honestly, it was great. It was maybe brilliant. the worst noise I've ever made. It and, was, yeah. and there's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of those have been on air, haven't they? Anyway, so, maybe I'll celebrate like that tomorrow. Yeah, birthday maybe. Well, spread. Well, if we'll you win see. the birthday spread, will you do that again? Will you will you okay. bring it back? Well, Fantastic. Well, well there's something I, to look forward to. By the end of the birthday spread, ain't going to happen. I'm so tired. Oh, I see. By the end of the birthday spread, I'm so tired. I've won. I just, I'm like on the floor. I've yeah. got cramp. The physio's <laughs> coming on and pushing my legs That's like it. that. We'll yeah. do that tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch up with you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.